Welcome to this week's episode of the WFY podcast. I'm Hany Sheristan, one of the tax partners here at Wright Ford Young & Company, and today we'll be discussing the Research and Development Tax Credit. The credit has been around since the 80s, so it's been around for a while, and the purpose of the credit is to help businesses develop, design, improve their products or processes, and of course their software, to become better, to improve their efficiency, to generate jobs here in the U.S., and as a reward, Congress has intended for this credit to help you reduce your tax liability. The R&D credit is for all sorts of businesses of all sizes, not just major corporations. It's for any company that's doing something innovative, and I'll explain what that means. What qualifies for the R&D credits are to develop, design new products or processes, and that's an important one, enhance existing products or processes, and of course, develop or improve upon existing software. The R&D credit is calculated by capturing mainly three categories of expenses, wages, supplies, and contract labor. Wages is typically the biggest expense I see, and it involves capturing the time of mainly the owner. I know the owners usually are very involved in the research process. Let's say 50% of their time is dedicated to the research process. They're doing innovation, they're doing process improvements, and what have you. To use an example, let's say they're making $300,000. So $300,000 times 50% of their time, we capture half of their salary and put that in a research and development qualifying cost bucket. I call it a bucket. So the wages, we capture those, the qualifying 10% of this employee, 20% of that employee, and so forth. And, and, and hang on to those costs for a second here until we calculate what's called the supplies. Sometimes that's not a major cost. For example, software companies don't have supplies. Manufacturers do. If they have sheet metal or wood or things that they use or plastic that they use in their process, we can capture that. And of course, the third category of qualifying expenses is contract labor. That's when you use an independent contractor, an outside company to help you do some research specific to your product or process. R&D doesn't include, you know, advertising or promotions. It doesn't mean that you create a product that's red or green. That's really not R&D. It's really trying to innovate either a new product, that's usually the easy one, or improving an existing process. For example, I have a client that was a producer or a baker of cookies. Now, we all know cookies, they're the same, some more delicious than others. But what my client was able to do is produce, let's say, instead of 100 cookies an hour, they were able to produce five times as much, 500 cookies an hour. They did something that they should be rewarded for, not just from their clients, but also from a tax perspective. That's the definition of R&D, encouraging you to do better, faster, improve a process, create a new product. This helps the U.S. become more competitive against the rest of the world, keeping jobs here in the U.S., and that's really the backbone of what the R&D credit is. It's trying to help the U.S., and of course, a lot of other countries around the world have the same benefit, R&D credits, but we're focusing here on the U.S., of course. There's also an R&D credit for startup companies. They could say, well, we're not paying any taxes. There's some specific stuff. Uh, first five years of a startup company that has revenue less than certain amounts, I think it's $5 million, that says, you know, you can still benefit from the R&D credit by offsetting payroll taxes, not just income taxes. That's very limited to startup companies. But again, it's there to help those startup companies capture the benefit. 
So the R&D credit, again, is not just for manufacturers or software companies. It could help even service providers. It could help architects and engineers. I've even seen companies in the construction company, the green industry, environmental. The list goes on and on of which companies can benefit from the R&D credit, which, again, ultimately helps them save on taxes. It's an annual thing. It's not a one-shot deal. You can capture the R&D credit every single year based on expenses you have for that year. So it's a nice little benefit. You shouldn't overlook it. If you have any questions about the R&D credit, feel free to call our firm to check out our website or contact me, Hanny Sheristan at Wrightford Young. And we'll certainly walk you through what can and cannot qualify. And of course, if there is benefits there, we can certainly help capture those benefits and help you along the way. Thanks for listening to this episode of the WFY podcast. I'm Hanny Sheristan, tax partner at Wright Ford Young & Company. If you'd like to learn more information about this topic, you can contact us at cpa-wfy.com or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.